Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Phantom No Danny with Simone. Today we've got a very special guest, Andrew is joining us. He's a senior at UNCG, media studies major, and we're really excited to have you on. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. That's great. Okay, so I know you want to talk about, would you call it a haunted house or like a spiritually active house? Haunted house. Haunted house. Okay, yeah. let's get into it. All right, so... In my junior year of high school, my family had to move from the mountains into Hickory, North Carolina, and we had a lot of issues finding our house, but we finally got one for sale by owner. Mm -hmm. The owner was a little bit weird, and during closing made some mention about like, and the ghosts stay with you all, which my parents both were like, ha ha ha, funny joke, and my yeah. brother and I were like, She's just weird enough that she might be telling the truth. I don't like that. <laughs> As a joke or otherwise, it's not okay. <laughs> yeah. It was like, oh, this sounds like a horror movie already. Exactly. So we, we moved in, and during the initial flurry of moving, there were things that were happening that didn't really register for any of us. Mm -hmm. uh, one of those being that you'd see people moving kind of in your peripheral vision all the time in the downstairs hallway, near the staircase, you'd, you know, coming out of the bathroom, you would catch someone walking by. But since we were all moving and unpacking boxes, that kind of blended in, because it was like, I am sure someone's in that room unpacking. Yeah, I can see how that could be something you would overlook, especially in, like, moving, it's a lot. Yeah. So people aren't paying that much attention. We, we were already stressed with all sorts of other things mm -hmm. so it was the last thing on our minds but then once school started and we got into a more you know people being alone at home that's when you started to realize there's still people moving in my peripheral vision all the time and when you say people you mean multiple people you you would see someone like like you would see <clears throat> excuse me you'd see two or three people walk up and down the hall mm -hmm. at, at different intervals to the point where it was like it couldn't it couldn't be just one of the one other person in the house with you it was quick yeah wow <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay yeah. so that's creepy <laughs> and and so uh, as time went on we discovered there was this one room upstairs it had no windows whatsoever. It was so it was pitch black if you didn't have the lights turned on. And the only way to turn the lights on was to come through the door that was connected to my room. There mm -hmm. was another door connected to the hallway, but it didn't have any light switches in it, which meant to come in sometime if my door was locked, you had to walk through the darkness, flip on the light. Mm -hmm. And then you typically just left the light on because that was a lot easier than trying to, you know, turn it back off and walk out in complete darkness. Yeah, and about how big was the room? Um you could you could maybe fit a bed in it and that would be most of the space. It oh, was not okay. very big. So it's pretty tiny. Yeah. It, it was it was originally, I believe, the uh, drawing studio for the architect who built the house. Oh, that's kinda cool. Yeah. Which, you know, I'm not sure I would want to draw in complete darkness. Uh, yeah, in but, a room with no windows that <laughs> I don't know about that. Yeah, but I guess he designed it. 
He's also the one who died of tuberculosis shortly after the house was built. Did he die inside the house? In the master bedroom. Okay. Which is where my parents slept. (laughs) But in the little room, if you left that light on, that made whatever ghosts were present in the house exceptionally more active, and it seemed almost unhappy. Mm -hmm. Uh, In my room, I would feel kind of a sense of dread and discomfort, and then I could almost, you know, nine times out of ten, turn around and look behind me, and the light would be coming in from the little room. Hmm. And when I get up and turn it off like that, I don't feel oppressed, scared anymore. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. But regardless of the light, uh, at two and three in the morning, you would hear people run up and down the staircase, which was a very narrow staircase that even walking up of it, you had to be a little bit careful because mm-hmm. you couldn't stretch your arms out fully. Oh, wow. But you'd hear people running up and down at full speed, which none of us were doing that at two o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Wow. So you would hear the footsteps. Mm-hmm. That's very creepy. <laughs> <laughs> my, my parents also uh, would frequently see the silhouette of someone peek in around their door frame and look at them. How would they react? Well, initially it was like, Andrew, Michael, what do you need? Mm -hmm. What what do you need? And then they would just pull back and they'd ask us in the morning, they'd be like, why'd you come down last night? Oh my God. And it's like, I never came down. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, I don't like that one either. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We... I'm trying to, the, uh, the biggest kind of most controversial item for us was that, uh, her Christmas tree tipped over, Mm -hmm. which shattered most of the ornaments on it, happened once again, two, three in the morning, and, um, I think it was a ghost, my parents do not, but the reason I think it was a ghost is because we had bought a tree that was a little bit too big for us. Mm-hmm. And so to try and get it held down into the house, we had screwed it into the floor and had it held up to the wall with wire. Okay. <laughs> Which is, like, kind of overkill. And I was like, how did it just tip over? Exactly. Where we spent an entire day mounting this thing inside the house so it wouldn't fall. And did you guys have any pets that could have knocked it over? We have one dog, but she's very small and kind of a crabby old lady, so she just sleeps most of the time. Okay, so she couldn't have done it. No. And two, three o'clock in the morning, and every time you say this, it makes me think of like three o'clock, the witching hour. Exactly. That, that That's what we were thinking, is that it was like this is happening at you know, 3 a.m., the witching yeah. hour. Which, oh my gosh. <laughs> and actually during, uh, we the, the house had basically not been significantly renovated or changed in any way since it was first built in mm-hmm. 1912, I want to say. It, so it had no insulation and no vapor barrier, which meant the entire house kind of smelled like dirt and mold because that was in the crawl space. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, and it got insanely hot 
and insanely cold for that first year because it only had really an air system in the first floor. So upstairs, it would get 100 plus degrees mm -hmm. from all the heat just rising and yeah. cooking you inside, which I'm sure didn't help. <laughs> yeah, but definitely. Did you guys do any renovations while you lived there? When we had to put in a vapor barrier, and I helped with that, and during the process, we crawled all the way to the back of the house. This is in the crawl space underneath. Mm -hmm. And um, we found two weird things. The first thing is doll pieces, like pieces of a old ceramic doll, specifically an eye and an ear. Oh, like one of those glass, like porcelain dolls? Yeah. Those are the worst kind. <laughs> Especially when it's buried slightly under the dirt 30 feet in the opposite direction of the only entrance mm. to your basement. Yeah. I can't think of any reason why that would be there. It's, we kind of we kind of hit all these different horror movie key plots and it was like, oh, that's fine. Let's just keep living here. And what was the second thing that you found underneath? The second thing was a pile of small animal bones in a pit. Which given everything else that happens, is super creepy. However, there's also kind of a logical explanation for that one, which is it's entirely possible some sort of snake or other animal might have been living in there at some point and just left its kills there. But still, super creepy Definitely. to put your hand into a pile of small animal bones. <laughs> yeah, I could see how that would be weird. <laughs> Uh, wow. Ah, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and was there anything else that you noticed going on in the house? There was one thing. Um, one night I fell asleep while the light was on in the little room. Mm -hmm. And I woke up and I had... I was on the floor, but not in the sense of, like, you rolled off the bed and fell onto the floor. It was like I woke up and it was morning, and I was laying on the floor a good foot or so away from my bed. And you don't remember falling off? Didn't wake up or anything. And there was... I'm trying to remember why it was there. I think it was some, something my little brother was doing, but... I was holding, I had a big knife that had been previously, it had like a case for it and it was in that and I put it in like a drawer or something. Mm -hmm. But when I woke up, it was out of the case, open, laying on top of me. Oh, <laughs> and how big is the knife? Um, probably a good five, six inches. That's pretty big, I mean... Yeah, that's six. That's that's pretty big. It's alarming to wake up to. Definitely. <laughs> Which, uh, yeah, that was. That that was one of the more confusing occurrences because it was like I didn't see or hear anything. I just woke up with this. Yeah. Kind of like, I'll turn the light off next time. And was it on your chest or? On my chest. Okay. Wow, it's a good thing. Nothing happened to you. <laughs> yeah, 
that's uh oh my gosh and i know that you had another story about orbs yes this was back while we were still living at our previous house this was in i want to say middle school somewhere Mm -hmm. we were trick-or-treating for halloween and we were walking down the you know the big street for halloween in town and there was one abandoned house on that street and um as we went down it we stopped to take pictures at a couple of different houses we knew a lot of people who lived there so we Mm -hmm. you know everyone in costume would pose for a photo and then we stopped at the abandoned house and took some pictures there yeah it's a perfect location exactly and so flipping through the photos there's no anomalies whatsoever on the first you know the all the photos leading up to and after the pictures we took in front of the abandoned house are completely normal mm-hmm. however the abandoned house pictures while still lit pretty much the same there are orbs everywhere which and just for listeners who don't know could you give us a little background about orbs yeah so typically in when people are trying to catch any sort of ghost evidence on camera video one thing to look for is orbs which are believed to be kind of a spiritual energy manifesting in the picture Mm -hmm. and you have to be careful because things that can also look like orbs are dust and bugs definitely but on a very cold october night there's not many bugs flying around and we weren't using a flash which is what typically catches most dust and mm-hmm. makes it look like orbs. However, so we have 15 or 16 of these orbs covering this house, and it's a series of, I want to say, four or five pictures, and you can see these orbs making moving in patterns. One makes a U-shape, wow. another one like comes out of a window and goes into another window. And just for people listening, this is like... Incredibly rare. Oh, incredible. Like, orbs show up rarely. You're very lucky to catch one tiny orb in a hundred pictures that you take. Exactly. And some people spend their entire lives searching for orbs and find nothing. And you guys stumble upon it. (laughs) A couple of photos. Wow. That's so lucky, but also very creepy. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was one of those where I was I was glad I didn't take any pictures inside the gate because I was like I feel like something would have followed back if Definitely. I was like hanging out on the house itself. It's very easy for things to become attached to you. Oh yeah. Wow. Well did you have any other stories you wanted to share? Um I don't think so. All right. Well thanks so much for sitting down with me today. Absolutely. These were great stories. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I really appreciate it. And thanks everyone for listening. Um have a good one. Stay spooky. Bye bye.